special. We believe that you came here for a reason. He was in the barn. Did he find it? No. It was like he was drawn to it. He may look like us. He's not like us. Hey everybody, welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. And I'm Brian. And I'm Devin. And today we're, continu- we're continuing our horror-themed October. Yes. In honor of Halloween later this week, which I guess would be tomorrow. Uh, we're talking about <laughs> a horror film that came out this year, Brightburn. A film that I just saw yeah. for the first time two weeks ago and decided we're going to do this for the podcast because I want to talk about this movie. So, Good. yeah. So there's not really any stories about us watching this. It's just something that I rented and it's like, we're going to talk about this because <laughs> I want to. Um, Good, because this opens up a whole new possibilities of movies for us. <laughs> so <laughs> It really does, though. <laughs> How so? Well, because most of our stuff is like, oh, you know, it's like I, I first saw this when I was six or I first saw this when I was in high school and there's like a story behind it. And now it's like, yeah, let's do movies we, you know, that one of us saw two weeks ago. And hey, have you guys seen this? And aren't Marvel movies. And aren't Marvel movies. usually yeah. exactly. like a Marvel movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to be fair, this is like DC light. And when I say light, I don't mean light at all. <laughs> no, no, not even a little bit. Um, this is like the bizarro version of Smallville. Kind of, though. The mirror universe version of Smallville. He's a Terran? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, wait a minute. I was actually wondering this, and I don't want to get too far into the weeds, but, like, this wasn't a DC storyline at any point, was it? Because mm-hmm. I can see DC, like, doing something like this, and then this movie, like, changing the name of the town. I think the closest thing to this that they've done in DC is red sun where he's kept like he crash lands in russia which is an amazing standalone comic i have to say is it it's one of the very is few it good? that i own oh i love it i know they're making it an animated movie oh i can't wait it. for that that's cool that it, should be out soon it's basically he lands like 10 or 12 hours either earlier or later than what he normally than what he does and he lands in like one of those like working camp farms and uh at the height of the soviet union and it's basically it it, it, it's great i don't want to get into it because it's an amazing storyline and i don't want to ruin it for anybody well shoot i'm gonna have to watch it then yeah (laughs) or you know read the comic book ah who reads (laughs) we do a movie podcast yeah Uh, you have to watch this not you have to read this um (laughs) Yeah, so there's that, and then there's the red kryptonite episodes of Smallville that they did, where he just kind Does of... Does red beca- kryptonite make him evil? It makes him kind of a dick, yeah. Like, like, like okay, Spider-Man how much, Is this 3? like Spider-Man 3? Yeah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> almost, almost, yeah. Um, there's also an alternate Earth on Smallville where Clark is adopted by the Luthers, so he's not Clark Kent, he's Clark Luthor. Clark Luthor, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Why did they pick Clark as his first name? They could have called him anything. Uh, that's a very good question. They could have called. They could have gone with an L. It could have been Louis Luther or something like that. It goes with the double letters, the the double L's. Thing it does. With them. I think it's because I think the Clark the the Kent still found him, but Lionel Luther was there. Like, hey, you don't have the means to fake an adoption. Let me take this kid. And Martha's just like, <laughs> okay, but can you name him after my mother? 
my mother's side of the family, like because that's where the Clark name came from. You name it after my mother. Clark. I'm gonna, just so you guys know, I'm going to be talking a lot about Smallville tonight. <laughs> you so. really should be though, and that's okay because I don't know much about it. So I don't know much about Superman's formative years. And I have a different take on this film. So okay, let's go. Okay, so <laughs> what's your what, what, what's your take hot on takes. the film? Yeah, that was your uh, hot, hot take. takes without getting into spoilers because this is still yeah uh, um, yeah it's still pretty still pretty true. So. When I first saw the trailer, I thought, oh, cool. This is what if Superman landed in modern times and was bullied the hell out of when he was a kid. I wasn't entirely right in my uh, uh, depiction of this film. I was a little off, which I'm fine with. But there are aspects of the character building they do during this movie that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I like the movie for what it is. Oh. It's entertaining. It's short. They get uh, It's short in the fact that they get right to the point. And it moves really quickly, which I really liked. I would I wouldn't have any problem watching this movie again. Um, but mm-hmm. there are, there is aspects to the character that I can kind of tell what they were doing when they pitched the movie, mm-hmm. and I'm not yeah. really a big fan of it. That's it. okay of that aspect of it. Okay, Devin, what what's your hot take? It was short, which was fine. Um, it was predictable, almost to a fault. Um, <laughs> the, there was like only really one part, and I'm not like I'm not one of those people that, like oh, I could tell what the plan of the movie was going to be. But like I know the Superman mythos, and like almost that, and just knowing that ruined the movie to the point where halfway through I said, if I didn't know Superman, would I like this movie better? Um, and I wasn't. It, this is gonna sound super dumb, but I wasn't expecting a horror movie, and I got a horror movie. Um, well. And we'll go into depth later. Yeah, I was going to say this. The whole reason we, we I said we're doing this because it, it's a horror movie. Like it's the horror Halloween month for us. And I, didn't I would think say it that... would get any scarier than like Bizarro Superman or like Superman that like killed a guy once. Like yeah. I don't know if I expected this. Well, we got that, and this wasn't directed by Zack Snyder. So well, <laughs> this is true. For, for me, with the last movie we did as a silence of the lambs like that's a psychological horror yes and i know that you guys really were like it's i'm not sure if i would consider this movie a horror movie that's how i am on this really we we can get into that because it's going to get into yeah we'll get we'll get into this i i really enjoyed this movie mainly because i did watch all 10 years of the superman mythos and it's a great different take on it uh it's It's produced by James Gunn, who did the Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy movie. So I I was looking forward to this movie before they even revealed any details on it. Um, yeah. It's written by his brothers, uh, Brian and Mark Gunn. So the, oh, ones, cool. the ones who don't play Rocket Raccoon. Uh, <laughs> um, so I was looking forward to this to begin with, but just the way they executed and did the parallels to the, to the Clark Kent story, I just... I really enjoyed, and there, like there are the whole, there are some scenes in this that are hard for me to watch, and we'll, oh my God. we'll get yes, into. We'll talk. Um, we'll talk. But I really enjoyed this movie, and I think knowing the Superman mythos the way I do made it so much better because you had those stand-in characters where so you've got the Clark Kent, you got the Ma Kent, you got the Pa Kent, you've got the Lana Lang. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. So. I, I, I can kind of see where this isn't completely a horror movie. It's more of a thriller, but there are scenes that are straight up horror in this. 
Oh yeah. Um, so yeah. So I guess we're about eight minutes into this now. So I guess I think we, it's safe to say we, we can't really go much further without getting into the spoilers. Right. We're going to have to get in the weeds pretty quick. So yeah, because, because I mean, my thing has to do with the character itself, like, yeah. like the kid. So there's so no have, way I can talk about this. If you now. haven't seen Brightburn yet, uh, check back tomorrow when we have our release, our Halloween special special, because <laughs> we're going to be <laughs> yeah. uh, not really spoiling anything, but just talking about TV shows. So check that out. Uh, and then if you want to see Brightburn and so if you, if, if you've seen Brightburn and don't mind spoilers at this point, we're going to get into spoilers. Right. Okay, so where do we want to start with spoilers? Badger from Breaking Bad being the uncle. <laughs> okay. He All shows right, up it. in everything. Yeah, and I always love it. Okay. So, this when I first offered up doing this movie, I asked you guys a question. How are you with body horror and gore? I thought I was better with some body horror than I found out that I was. Which one got you the most? Was it the eye? The, it was the, the eye. eye. Oh, yeah. oh, dude. Yeah, that eye, that eye thing. Did I did not oh like? Ryan, what do you think? Honestly, I've seen better gore than this. Yeah, well, so it's not meant to be gore. That... It's supposed to be like body horror. No, no, no. I know. Yeah. I know. And to, to to be perfectly honest, I'm I can take it. It doesn't bother me, but I'm not a fan of that type of horror because to me, if you're just gonna throw something up gross on screen to make me scared, like I liked the pictures that they found under his bed of like the surgical oh, pictures. To yeah. me, that was more disturbing and grossed out than the guy's jaw falling off or the glass in the eye. Yeah, so, I mean, it fits for this. I guess this is a real spoiler for the end. It fits with this universe of movies because in the it end does. there's, it's established that this is part of a universe. Yeah. This yep. is in the same world as James Gunn's super where, uh, rain Wilson runs around and beats people to death with a wrench. Yeah. And there that, from what I remember of that movie, that's pretty gory. And yeah, in the same way as this. Yeah. I didn't um, realize it. That that's what he was hinting at. What did he do to like say that? Uh, it's not something he's. It's not something Michael Rooker says at the end. It's one of the pictures of the people that oh, he shows. Oh, is he it, a picture there? Yeah, uh, crimson. Whatever he is, he's one of those pictures. Wrench or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the the huh. guy in the red is him. So got it. Because I thought they were just trying to set up like an alternate Justice League kind of deal. Because they had like. The alternate Aquaman. They had the alternate, probably Wonder Woman, like the yeah. Banshee lady. Yeah, I I really hope that they do go forward with that and do something with it. But we'll we'll, we'll get into that then. But yeah, yeah so yeah. It, it it fits the James Gunn style because James Gunn comes from the Troma Studios. Um, yeah, he does. B or I guess what would you consider those movies like? Oh, just I I. Like, I think you're right. I think it's like body dysmorphic horror kind of. Yeah. Like, so it fits with that kind. It fits with his roots. Yeah. So. Right. And there's not much of it here, but where it's there is, it makes sense for like what happens to those people. Yeah. Like what, what is more horrifying than a kid making you get glass shards in your eye that you have to pull out? Like, I mean, 
Oh, it was how long they lingered on it, and then it was like, oh, the showing it coming out, and like all the yeah. It, I I don't care about the jaw thing. I've seen there was a movie that I had recommended for this month that we didn't end up doing called The Audition, and The Audition is nothing but scenes like that. They're very long, like drawn out scenes of physical torture. Yeah, which like freaks me right the f out, right? And like that, like just that on the eye is what killed me about this. I watched this movie with friend of the show, Chad, um, <gasps> friend of the show, Chad. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we, we both like when the eye thing happened, we both like, Oh no, please. <laughs> oh, just stop. And then it, it yep. stopped. And, um, full disclosure. I watched the movie once, two weeks ago, didn't get it back from the library. So I was like, you know what? CinemaSins just did this, so I'm going to watch the CinemaSins video on this. <laughs> Good. Because <laughs> I wanted to watch it, and it's a nice refresher. Yeah, so um, to yeah. me, like, I, I have a thing with eye injuries. Like, yeah. I really, really do. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that kind of got to me a little bit, just because it's... Mm-hmm. Just because it was an eye injury. What I did like about that scene, what I really, really, really did like, was how they uh-huh. went to her perspective and showed that in reality, like you can see through that eye, except it's going to be all tainted and red and blurry. I loved that. Yeah, that was one of my favorite parts. But would you be able to if it goes through the the iris like it does? It's just a lens. All it's see. I that mean, that's black a good point. Is it open. would just. I guess it would be. It would be a lot blurrier than that, though. The human eye. I think it was can, a cool effect, though. It was a very cool effect, but the human eye is. What's the word I need? Uh, what's the word I'm trying to use? Uh, it's resilient, resilient, tough. There we go. It's a word I was trying yeah. to use was in that word bank. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, the human eye is tough. And when you're watching that scene, the one eye is clear and you can see through it. The other one, you see lines, you see shapes, but you can't really see what anything is. So you're relying on yeah. that one good eye to actually see. Yeah. So. I, in that scene, they're showing the true damage, but they're also showing that, hey, you can still kind of see out of this. And uh, and that's what I liked. Um, I really liked that point of view. Instead of her, instead of them just showing her grabbing tables and pushing salt shakers off like yeah. the, 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 the entire time. I liked that. Okay. So are eye injuries the most painful thing that you can watch in a movie? What, for me? For either, both of you. It'll... It all depends on the type of eye injury and how it's done and how conscious. So how about this is. one? Uh, on a scale of one to ten, how painful this is this is one to watch? This is like an eight. Okay. This is like an eight, eight point five. Devin, for you? This is like a ten point five because I'm still cringing about it. Okay. But <laughs> this is right up there with the movie Teeth, if you guys have ever seen that one. Oh, no. I haven't seen that one, but I know what it's about. It's, for me, it's probably like a nine. Like, it, it's pretty yeah. hard to watch. Like... The only thing that I think can beat it is like neck injuries for me. Like I just, I can't oh, yeah. do, yeah, I can't do like breaking of necks. Like, like snapping of a neck is fine. Cause it, I know that's fake, but like yeah. anything where someone's paralyzed afterwards, like, no, like uh, it's a weird thing. Ever since I read no, go, I going back to the Superman thing, reading Christopher Reeves autobiography, it's like, Nope, don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get yeah, that. I know uh, exactly what you mean. Never riding a horse because of that. So never, Never, Aww, never have, man. never will. I rode an elephant once. At you know you're a lot better. higher up on an elephant than you are a horse. Yeah, but the it was at a zoo, so it was like chained down, couldn't jump. I'm pretty sure he was Elephants sedated. Are softer. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, so getting away from the Hands out, right? getting away from the, the, the tranquilized I, elephant, <laughs> getting away from the uh, definitely not a Hardee's restaurant scene. Um, oh yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about um, some other stuff in this movie. Okay. So, what do you guys think of the kid, Brian? I like. Oh, I thought kid. he was perfect. Yeah, yeah I like the actor. Um, yeah, I thought I thought the casting was perfect because the kid looked alien. Yes, I mean he. So they definitely did a good casting on that physically. Uh, his acting ability for what they needed him to do was great. Uh, so yeah, I mean, this kid and his parents and his agent and the writers and the the director did a good job with him. And so did he. And he should be proud for what he did in yeah. this film. So he's also in another uh, superhero film. He, Is he? Uh, he's in Avengers Endgame. And I just learned this from his IMDb. You remember what? that? Who remember, is he? Remember that scene in Endgame where they send Scott back in time and he keeps de-aging? Yeah. He's 12-year-old Scott Lang. <laughs> That's funny. Um, oh, I love that. So. No, I, I thought the kid was good. I didn't love. I thought what would happen is the movie would make me really love this kid as a person. And then would like make me turn on him because he's being a jerk. But the movie, like, kind of, like, for a while, I'm just kind of neutral. I'm like, what a weird kid. Ah, he's really quiet. Ah, he knows a lot, <laughs> but he's still kind of weird. And then, like, and then he turned into a jerk. And then I'm like, I don't like you and never really have. Which, like, I don't know. I don't know how I felt about that choice. I kind of, my biggest problem with this movie is that he's not just evil for to because of a personality thing. It's that it's whatever happens to him with the ship is making him evil. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they, like, like that's why he's here. They, they make the, they made, they tease at the beginning about like a hive mind type thing, which is what I kind yeah. of assume happened to him, but they didn't really go into it that much. Like they didn't address anything beyond him. Well, they kind of did in a way, in a way. How so? Okay, so he's in science class. Yeah, and they're talking about bees. That's what. I, yeah, that's what. That's, I'm, what you're that's the about? only thing I'm saying like about that, that, how like that's one yeah. species of wasp puts its eggs yeah. inside the other one's nest and makes the other one. Yeah, like, race yeah, it. that's the only setup for that they have. They had nothing to show that the his his race is actually like that. They just kind of imply it from then on, and there's nothing else to really confirm that. With how fast this movie is, totally and fun. how yeah. basic the film was. I would just take that for face value as mm-hmm. to what it is, and and that's what they're explaining because that's all you need to know. Yeah. For this, story I think it would have been way too much to like see his parents send him off and like you know like go like cut to the alien homeworld with their master plan. Like that would have been a little much for the movie. I think. I, I really hope that his home planet wasn't destroyed. His parents are just watching in a spaceship, like up in in the atmosphere. Right, like that would be fun. I I also thought it would be, like, I kind of hope that him going evil would just be like a puberty thing. Like this is what happens. <laughs> he like when... got better at the end. Yeah. No, not not no, not even that. Just that him going through puberty is just like him becoming a dick. Like <laughs> that would be fun. But instead, they had it that the spaceship was like hypnotizing him from underneath the barn mm-hmm. and making his eyes glow red. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, cause that's the, that's the one thing that's cool about like the early seasons of Smallville is that it's Clark Kent going through all of these different changes in high school and like it's a complete allegory for puberty because he's learning about these new abilities that he has and doesn't know who he is and is learning about himself. So it's 
It's kind of sure that if it was out when I was in high school, I totally would have identified with and definitely watched all 10 seasons of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. A um, little bit about me. Um, so, that makes sense. So I was kind of hoping it would be more like that instead of just like, the, oh, the ship's making him evil. It's like that, that was my and hope I for think, this movie. No. And I think that part of that, like made me not care as much about him. So like the part when like, uh, his dad was going to go shoot him in the woods. Like I was more worried for the dad than I was the kid that whole time. Like there was no moral dilemma in my mind at that point. It was, yeah, shoot him. He's going to kill you. Well, yeah. Or like, I was never once on the mom's side when she's like, he's my son. Mm-hmm. I was like, you're wrong. You're wrong. And you're going to be proven wrong in eight minutes. Well, I mean, both the parents were wrong. And I feel like this kind of fits oh, yeah. into the whole Tusk thing a little bit to where like yes. they're, they're trapped in a situation that's a no win. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing they mm-hmm. can do to fix this problem except for doing for, except for doing exactly what the kid wants. And there's no way that's going to happen, especially with their mindset. And, I, and for the dad, Devin, I know exactly what you mean, because as soon as they showed yep. the kid starting to walk in front of the dad, I'm like, he's he's going to try to shoot him. Bullet's going to bounce off his head. <laughs> and that's exactly what I, happened. Right. I know I, it's going to happen. Yeah. I feel more empathy for the dad because at oh, least he's yeah. he's willing to address that there's something wrong and that they need to do something before it's too late. I, yeah, Even though yep. by that point, it's already too late. The only thing you could do at that yeah. point is call in like area 51 in hope that they have his kryptonite. (laughs) I agree. Yeah. I mean, there's that. So yeah, the, the dad was definitely the one person that I felt the most for in this entire film. Mm -hmm. So I talked a little bit about this movie, not surprising me too much because it was basically the Superman mythos. So like the second, like it was Superman mythos in a horror movie. So like you heard her whistle and I went, that's going to be scary as hell later. Like when they did the whistle. But, like, I was, like, and, and I'm, like, oh, there's going to be some sort of kryptonite, and that's what's going to be used to hurt him. Like, and there was, like, because I knew that. There was, like, one part of the movie that genuinely surprised me. And I want to know if anything surprised you guys in the same way. And I won't give my part away until I hear your guys' answers. Um, The biggest part that surprised me, I think, would be that he went for his uncle instead of the aunt. Interesting. I, I think that they set it up, especially with him like creeping on her, that he was going to kill her. But instead, he kills him instead. And I think he yeah. does that just to spite his father. Because yep. he knows his father right. cares for his brother, I guess. Or his, the, best, friend. his best friend. Yeah, um, right. I, was, she yeah. was the sister of the mother. Yeah. Um, oh, got it. I think that surprised me the most. Other than that, it was pretty straightforward. I kind of thought they were going to go really rapey with the whole girl in the bedroom thing. Oh, thank God they didn't. I was. Yeah. That made me more nervous than anything else in the movie, which is like, don't go there, guys. And they didn't. Especially especially considering what happened around the time they announced this movie. Because Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys know the history of this, but James Gunn was supposed to be at a Comic-Con panel in 2018 to promote this movie. They were going to show the trailer and everything. But that was when the allegate, like the news reports started going through his old tweets and he got fired from Guardians. So he backed out of the con. They still did the panel, but they kind of like didn't really promote the movie that much because of this. Yeah. 
So I think the movie got held off a little bit because of it. And it was just kind of like a fiasco that they had to deal with. So Ryan, what what part surprised you? It really wasn't anything in the movie that surprised me. It was one of the aspects that they built into the storyline about the main character where I was like, they didn't really do this. Did they? Do you want me to get into that? Uh, Yeah. Okay. So we're we, talking about how this is like a Smallville thing, like yeah. Superman, everything else. Mm-hmm. They also drew from Dragon Ball Z, and I know both of you hadn't seen the show, so I wouldn't expect either of you to to uh, pick up on that. But that's what took me out of this movie. What, what did they draw on? What yeah. did okay. they do? So the alien speaking, take the world, take the world. And then yeah. he was supposed to like take the world, and they showed in his drawing book about him like destroying the planet and killing everybody. So... Uh-huh. Quick, two-minute thing about Dragon Ball Z. Make it one. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've never gotten that Whenever I try to do this, like, I'm really trying. Okay, so the Saiyans in Dragon Ball yeah. Z. Yes. The alien species that Goku, Vegeta, all of them. The Vegeta race, the Vegeta, the, the, the Saiyan race at one point are planet brokers. To a planet with weak species, they send a baby in a circled round basketball shaped pod which is what this kid came out and it lands in a field and it's a baby so either the kid sees a full moon because at a full moon a saiyan turns into like an empire state building size giant ape and starts blasting stuff with energy <laughs> beams so good either that happens right off the bat it's at some point before the kid dies of, of uh now nourishment or locals mm. on the planet take care of the kid and then it starts destroying people. So to me, it was like they took Superman and Mm. the mythology of the Saiyan race from Dragon Ball Z and made a character. That's Ah. exactly what they did. Every aspect of this kid can be explained between Smallville and Superman and Goku and Dragon Ball Z. To be fair, I'm not going to say that Smallville didn't rip this off from Dragon Ball. But there, there is a storyline in Smallville where the ship starts talking to Clark and he's getting a message from the from the ship. And this doctor, played by Christopher Reeve, because that's one thing Smallville did was get everyone who played Superman in on the show at some point. Um, they had him come in and explain what the message was because he was able to decipher the Kryptonian language. And there was some, some confusion about what the message was. Like, yeah. I like it was along the lines of I sent him here to to take the world or uh to conquer. Yeah. I think was that. So like he's like I don't want to conquer the world, but another interpret- interpretation was to to protect. Yeah. as a gift. Oh, like God. Yeah. So there's like there was like a whole thing where it was like I don't know what this translation is, but there's a possibility that you were sent here to to rule. Yeah. And it's like yeah. Clark dealing with that and like not wanting to be that and rebelling against his birth father and i'm not doing it justice but smallville now on now on hulu i got you Uh, i got you but the the thing with this is that so if you take the translation to take the world mm -hmm. and the smallville thing that he's evil and he does what this kid does what the babies are supposed to do these baby saiyans are supposed to do is that they're supposed to wipe Um, out all life on the planet so that the planet can go up for sale on the galactic market and basically like sell an island pretty much like it's that type of mindset and the fact that the sphere 
was a sphere that he came in on. And there's also a scene in one of the episodes where one of the characters uses a piece of the ship to attack one of the Saiyans because the material on the ship was the only thing on the planet that could actually hurt them physically. Oh, wow. Okay. So there was a lot of parallels between Dragon Ball Z for me and Superman to where I was like, when they did the whole take the world thing and she looked into the notebook and saw like the planet being like burnt to a crisp. I just sat there going, they didn't, it was just somebody going, Oh, let's make a movie about a Saiyan Superman. Yeah. I like that though. So I, I mean, that's the thing is that's not an angle I would have known. Okay. Which Dragon Ball Z is coming to Netflix soon. So there we go. Oh no. <laughs> Something's life. coming to Netflix and not leaving it. Holy shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So Devin, what surprised you about this film? The mom died at the end and that genuinely surprised me. Oh, okay. I like, there were a couple times when like, I don't know, he was being like chased or he was chasing the mom or something. And I was like, oh, mom's going to go to the barn. He's, she's going to like realize or remember a thing that hurts him. And then she's going to kill him and it's going to be sad. But then that's how the movie's going to end. I actually didn't picture it ending the way that it did. Where like mom died, kid survived, crashed airplane. I mean, that was a weird thing. But I, I will give you that. I, I, I did not expect the mom to die. But if you look at this as, okay, we're going to take a Superman movie, follow it beat for beat, and then just do the opposite of what Superman would do. So it take yeah. it takes that moment from Batman v Superman where save Martha and just like nope you know what fuck Martha like we're gonna kill her <laughs> we're gonna kill her yeah we're gonna take her up to space I, I like we talk about last week cutting the oceans music to that scene in Silence of the Lambs yes. I want to take the the uh, can you read my mind music sequence from Superman in the movie and just play it <laughs> when he kills his mom <laughs> oh no which I wasn't entirely happy about just so you guys know what. You weren't? Mm -hmm. I didn't like it. You didn't like the Oceans thing? No, I didn't. Oh, no, I really liked it. No, no, that's fine for you guys. You both like, you you both really like Oceans 11. You both have Uh a different view of Silence of the Lambs than I do. So I completely understand that you guys would like that. Yeah. I don't. It was just a little fun thing. I understand that. And that's why I'm not saying that I hate it. I mean, I didn't like it, but I understand why you guys made it. My new goal is to find all of these at the end of the year. I'll just put them all out. Oh, for you everyone really else should, to see. So, but yeah, I think that's the next Good. one is the, can you read my mind as the mom dies? Oh my gosh. So I think I, I'd like, I, that I, I remember, as we were talking, I think I remembered the thing that surprised me most about this movie, what? which was I, so the movie ends after he kills his mom and the plane crashes and all of that. And then it's just Billy Eilish, bad guy. I did not yeah. expect. I <laughs> lost it. I was like, "Holy shit, this is perfect." <laughs> yeah. I think, well, okay. So genuinely, that was like the scariest part of the movie was like the little kid voice going, like, "I'm the bad guy," and then like the song, and like showing those like weird like blurry cell phone clips of him. I'm like, that creeped me out more than the rest of the movie. Yeah, they. I kind of hope we do get that twisted Justice League thing I'd that be they down. they kind of set up um, with the. With the not J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. Uh, so he would he yeah, would be the would... Batman in this, like because he doesn't have any powers. Yeah. He just beats people with a wrench. Have you seen Which Super? Fine. Super. Yeah. No, I don't believe I have. Okay. I well, enjoyed it. I think that's been on the list for a while. Uh, we'll we'll have to yeah. get to it at some point. 
I've only seen it the one time, but I was like, ooh, I like this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm with you. So, what if you brought up a point that I liked and I forget what it was? I'm sorry. That's okay. Did it have to do with Dragon Ball Z? No. Neither okay. of you two oh, okay. have seen it, so, so I don't, it would. No, it's okay. <laughs> no, that, no that, I got it. Okay. So, sometimes I didn't understand his powers because I just went, oh, he's Superman. He has all of the Superman powers. Okay. And then I guess he didn't have all of the Superman powers. Like, there were times when, like, they would, like, be complaining about him in the other room, and I'm like, Rose got super hearing. He definitely hears that now. And like, he just wouldn't have super hearing. So going back to Smallville. Um, yeah. Part of the mythos there is he doesn't have all of his powers when he's that young. So oh. he can't fly until like the finale. Uh, oh. So like each season he gets a new power pretty much. So he starts off with a super oh, okay. strength and super speed. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, dude, if you can run to school in like a minute flat, which is like t- five miles away, y- something's going on. You should probably ask your parents about that. Um, right. But like he has like normal. he has like super speed, and then he gets the heat vision. <laughs> the heat, the heat vision episodes are are when he first gets it is hysterical because he he gets the heat vision when he gets turned on. So like, <laughs> oh no. Um. But yeah, so I don't know if he has all of his. <laughs> just shaking his head. Like just just going by, just going by. He's young. He might not have all of the Superman powers, but he has most of them. He has the flight, the super strength, the yeah. uh, the speed, invincibility, invincibility. I'd be yeah. I mean, that's I'd true. be happy if that's up. Yeah. Yeah. Because I to a point, I feel like the whole Superman thing gets he's really overpowered. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's list the powers he doesn't have. He doesn't have freeze breath. He doesn't have super hearing. Right. Or he or he does, and he's just very patient. Right. Um, there's a, I mean, there's a comic book line where he literally breathes lava. Like who's Superman? How does that guy? Yeah. I think he yeah. can. I think he can ingest lava and spit it out. It might be that. I know at one point he had to like go into a volcano, and he wasn't sure what would happen for like breathing when he was in there. And then, like um, it just all works. He can go out. into space and not have to worry about breathing. Yeah, yeah, he can fly in space. So right. Yeah. Um, what else doesn't he do? He doesn't kiss anyone and make them forget the last like week and a half. And Who he does that? Superman. At the what? end of Superman two, he kisses Lois Lane and she forgets his true identity. What? That's yeah. a kiss. <laughs> yeah wow yeah i feel like i haven't seen that movie in a long- i know he flies backwards around the world and reverses time yeah that's superman one yeah he has some Good weird power. powers in those yeah. movies like the cellophane s like the cellophane superman- s that's my yeah. favorite one <laughs> not in superman 2 the donner cut it's not in the donner nope. cut a lot of the weird that's things probably a super- better call yeah the, a lot of the weird things in superman 2 are not in the donner cut um, good job, Donner. I, I think they did a really good job of setting up the Briars as the Kent stand-in. Like, even the farm looked they really like the did. Kent farm. Um, yeah. That part, I I really did like all of the aesthetic stuff that they did in this film. Like, yeah. I love the farm. I love the school. I love the town. Like, they couldn't have picked a better, like, scene, like, uh, town to film this in or scenery. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure this wasn't all one town but that they filmed in. But, um, yeah, that was a great farm. 
Yeah, it, like, it, it really fit well. They filmed in Georgia, so it, it may have been the... It may the, have been old yeah. one town that they filmed in then. That's true, yeah. I love the scene at the uh at like the at like the local diner where he gets the gun and it's the first time oh, he yeah. acts out. That part I really liked. It was at that scene that I realized like, ooh, this kid could act. Like it, like it was that scene where I was like, oh, this kid's good. Yeah. And then from there I just really enjoyed everything that he did. Yeah, that restaurant was yeah. definitely a Hardee's before they oh, closed yeah. down. 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um yeah, I like that. I like that scene because it reminded me, just remind me of Batman with the no guns. Yeah, yeah, it really did though. So, is there another superhero that you could take the mythos like this one and twist it so that it's they turn out evil? The Flash. Okay. Really? Get, what's the take that, on the Flash? That was what's not the- my gut reaction. I only know like five percent of his origin story, but okay. the five percent of the- I know I can see it being twisted. Okay. What's the 5% that you know? His mother died? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So his mother dies. And that's literally it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And he's like, I'm mad now. (laughs) So would the twist on that be... So the reverse flash travels back in time and kills his mother. So would it be that... It's not the reverse flash that goes back and kills his mother. It's him who goes back. Could be. Okay. That would be interesting. That's way more of the flash storyline than I know, though, because I don't know. I know he just runs fast. You, you should and watch he's a jokey, jokey you, guy. You should watch the Flashpoint Paradox. Is it good? Yes. I I would say you should read the Flashpoint comics, but you should, knowing that you're just going to watch it, you should watch the Flashpoint I Paradox. Yeah. Um. Is right. it on like Amazon or something? It's on DC Universe. Okay, I will watch that. Yeah, it's another reason to get DC Universe. Yeah, that's true though. I, okay. There's a lot of reasons to get that. Yeah. Okay, Devin, who's yours? Aquaman. Okay, what's the? It's evil... Aquaman, and the evil twist is that he's not trying to like. I almost like kind of the bad guy's goal in like Aquaman, like the movie, like the Jason Momoa one. Where, like, he's pissed off that everyone's, like, ruining the oceans and that, like, all of his fish are dying out. So he's just out to, like, kill people that, like, mess up the ocean. Like, he's not, let's protect everyone and let's protect everything. He's like, no, you guys ruined this beautiful home that I have. Now you're all going to die. Okay. So, yeah, you guys both get listed DC characters. I came up with a Marvel character. Where the, mythos, where, the, where the mythos is that well known. Yeah. Sp- Spider-Man. How would you make Spider-Man evil? Uncle Uncle Ben dies and instead of listening to with great power comes great responsibility. Spider-Man's like, fuck uh, that. I'm going to kill these motherfuckers. And he literally just goes on like a killing spree. Yeah. He, he stop. he's not your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He's just, he kills anybody who he, does anything. Yeah. Wrong. He, he uses his powers to kill instead of protect. You take candy from a baby, boom, cut off your head. Dead. <laughs> and yeah, then you have, right. and, and then you have Norman Osborn be like the uh, <clears throat> the Lex Luthor who has to go out and hunt down the spider and take the spider spider out. Like he uses that his technology, cool. his business. Yeah, 
And he links up I'd with Hank Pym to... and uses the wasp outfit. So it's the wasp going after the spider. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd almost want him to look more like Man Spider then, whenever he does that. Like, if he's going to be that evil, like, that's the look I want. Yeah. Like, maybe he just mutates into the giant uh, Man Spider. Right. Like, that, that would that make would more cool. sense. Like, he just gives Ooh. in to the, the spider abilities. Evil yeah, Tony Stark. like, so much. Okay. Where... So he's uh, so take and it and it wouldn't take much. Take Iron Man, take <laughs> Tony Stark that we know from the MCU, and make him a little bit more egotistical, um, but a lot more disconnected from society. And he just does what he wants with it. I'm pretty sure that is a storyline that they did. No, 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 really? no, no. I'm t- I'm talking about where he doesn't work with the U.S. government, he doesn't work with any government, where he's like, you know, this politician's actually messing things up, to his point of view. So guess what he does? He takes a suit, ends that politician. It would definitely mess up the fact that he couldn't be in charge of his company anymore, unless he kept his identity more secret than he did before. So... Yeah, I think if you're going to do the evil thing, you've got to make him more of like a master of the shadows type type and then going back to my spider-man thing like you have uh j jonah jameson saying spider-man is a menace like yeah spider-man is the menace like he's he's the problem guys like that's definitely a thing he's like the only yeah evil thor they could always make him like evil thor (laughs) i mean i mean that's just the greek mythology not greek the norse mythological thor then because Thor's not the hero of Norse mythology. Yeah, true. He's a hero, maybe, in some stories, but he's not the hero. Yeah, but I mean, like, make him, like, Devin, do you, do you have a, a Marvel character that you could do? I was trying to think of a good Marvel character. I'd say, I mean, this might be super cliched, but I mean, like, like uh, the Hulk. I mean, it's basically Jekyll and Hyde. It's basically... The scientist trying to stop the monster that comes out inside of him whenever he gets angry. So would it be the opposite then? Would Bruce Banner be the dick and then the Hulk be like a good guy? No, I think Bruce Banner would still be the good guy. But I think that anytime Bruce Banner got mad, Hulk was like, like almost like a werewolf kind of. He'd be like, okay, I'm taking over. And then he would go smash things and kill the people that wronged Bruce Banner. Okay. I think, right. that's, I think that's the direction I would take that one. It would play off his emotions, regardless if it was morally right or wrong. They'd still exactly, it would just be his emotions. So then it would end up maybe giving Bruce Banner kind of a god complex of like, well, it doesn't matter what you think is right or wrong. What matters is what I do, because if you make me mad, you're dead. That's so right. like maybe that could start corrupting him a little bit more. And then they, yeah, who knows? Maybe he could still wear reading glasses in the new movie. <laughs> science <laughs> got it <laughs> um all right what else we want to talk about with bright brother burn anything else i feel like the horror aspect of it for me would have been better if they didn't spend so much time showing the gore okay like okay so as as an example the way that i would have shot the scene with uh uh, badger from breaking bad uh with his jaw hanging out after he eats the steering wheel um yeah would have the sound, have the sound effect, uh-huh. um, show like a half a second of his face when Brian comes in to look, uh, 
into the truck. But then after that, whenever you, um, there's no camera angle on his face. Either the camera angle is from over his shoulder looking at the kid, or it's of like the kid's feet or his hands moving or the kid's face to see his reaction to what he is seeing. And then the entire time you're hearing the gurgling and the spitting and, and, and everything else. I'm going off the concept of it's more horrifying if you don't see it. Yeah. yeah I, th- I think if think you hold it. off to see it until like the second time they show it, then yeah. it's, and it's, and it's quick because I mean, it's like I said, like the whole gore shock horror, Devin, I'm sorry, but like the saw movies, Oh like, yeah, no, I, I don't find that type of horror to be entertaining. Like it's Trust just me. torture porn. What, what I liked me. about I the, think you're the, in the majority there, though. Yeah, yeah. What, what I liked most about the Saul movies is just the we're building this universe, and these are how these movies are connected. Well, that's yeah. fine. I like that. I didn't really care yeah. for the gore stuff. I just wanted to know how. No, I'm the same way. Yeah, I watched all of those movies just to know how Gary uh, Carrie Elwes came back. No, that's Yay. all I wanted to know. Aww. Yeah, but I mean, to me, like, that's just like one niche of horror that I just, I, I've seen the movies. It's like, I've seen Saw, I'll never watch the Hostel films, just because no. I'm not, it's not, it's not, yeah. it's not something that I'm entertained by, because like, if it's good gore, like if it's good looking, like authentic, then yeah, I It'd be interesting, but the way that they did it in this film, like that whole jaw thing was way too CGI for me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I get that. They actually So did... I think my problem with the okay. horror in this film was it got a little bit standard. Like there was a time when like, you know, mom was walking through uh you know, mom was walking through barn and Romana turns to me and goes, It's gonna be a jump scare here. And then he jumped <laughs> out and went, Bah Or like when, when Badger was like washing his face off, she's like He's going to be behind him in the mirror. And then he was behind him in the mirror. Like a lot of the elements that were horror-y almost seemed like way too generic for it to be special in a way that I wanted it to be special. Or even when she was hiding under the bed and his like feet floated, like that was shot for shot the conjuring. Okay. Yeah. Some of the jump scares did get a little tiring. Okay. I know what's going to happen. You're going to have a jump scare here. Okay. Jump scare here. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I agree with you there. Like, but it's, it still kind of works just for like the tone of the movie. Like, Oh, it totally what, works. It, um, yeah. what'd you guys think of the end sequence where he just destroys the house? Oh, I loved it. I, I didn't expect it. So it, it was basically that part of the movie where it went a little off the rails for me. And I really got into it. So it's like, I don't know what it's doing anymore. And I really <laughs> like that. Okay. I I knew that was going to happen from the trailer. Okay. The part that okay, so the 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 gore aspect horror that I actually did like in this movie is when they showed the deputy coughing up her lung on the floor after he tossed her around the house. That to me is a that for me is an example of good gore horror. Because uh, that was makeup and practical effects, but him yeah. tearing the house apart, him tearing the house apart was great. Like that whole thing, like that whole scene. I, I was waiting for that kitchen scene with him. I was back and forth surprised the that they showed the dad's face just get melted. Yeah. Yes. Like, I did not expect they showed that. All of it. 
that yeah. was that was worth the price of admission for me. <laughs> like that was just kind yeah. of like, oh, that's why you don't mess with Superman. Like yeah. that that's what happened to Lex Luthor's hair. Let's just be honest. Like Superman right, like that. burned it off with his heat yeah. vision. Yeah. It wasn't like an instant <laughs> right. blowout like you would think it would have been. Like it was a slow burning melt through the eyes. Yeah. Yeah, and it was painful. It was, I mean, it was horrifying. I was waiting for the kid to just be like Team Halpert. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. Okay. Uh, Easter egg wise, did you guys catch the paper that the girl was writing uh, when he like came into the room called The Decline of Truth and Justice? Yeah, I saw that. I saw I saw that in the trivia. Yeah, uh, I thought I didn't see it in the trivia. I caught it there, and I thought it was cute. I didn't know. I don't know any trivia about this movie. Yeah, um, there's we covered most of it. I think. Okay. Um, he wears a lot of red and blue, which is Superman, Superman colors. Uh, what did you guys think of his mask? Oh, I loved it. I actually that really liked cool. the mask. That was actually really cool. It's probably yeah. an easy one to do for Halloween if you need a costume at the last minute. Hmm. <laughs> I, I liked how it, the design was simple too, um, because yeah. it was something when you like look at a drawing, and be like, "Oh, that's gonna look cheesy." And it's like, actually, no, it didn't. It didn't look cheesy, especially when his eyes were glowing red. Like that's when that mask paid off. Yeah. yeah. So we, we talked a little bit about her reaction to everything, but we re- didn't really talk much about Elizabeth Banks. No, we didn't. Um, I really liked her performance in here, even though the whole time I was like, don't, don't just, just your kid's evil. Just stop. Like, yeah, you you I need mean, you, it, in the words of Taylor says, you need to calm down. Like, <laughs> no, like, <laughs> What's the thing is I wasn't ever on her side, but she did such a good job of making me feel like this was her side. Like it never felt like I have to be against or I have to be like for him because it's what the plot needs for dramatic tension. Like you had a feeling like this mom was like, I finally have the baby that I wanted and I'm going to fight as long as I can to keep it. Yeah. Like I, I, I just felt so bad for her. Cause you know how it's going to turn out. Like, Yep. She she's so full of hope and like the hope is gone. There's no hope left. And yeah. the husband tries to tell that to her and she just doesn't listen. And like, she does a great job of conveying that she does love her son, even up into that last moment where she tries to kill him. Like she doesn't want to, but for his own sake and everyone else's, like she has to like the, yeah. the needs of the many. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it's true though. Yeah, there I brought in Star Trek for you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I felt I felt bad for the Dragon Ball Z quips. So um, I think my biggest problem with her performance was when she went to stab him. She didn't just go for like the quick stab. She like needed to milk that thing. She's like all the way above my head, and I'm like, just no. Like, he's gonna feel you do that. That's because she and was emotionally she, distraught. She didn't know what she was doing. I know. But it was I'm all that purple hair dye when she was younger. Movie. It's because she never watched the yeah. Game of Thrones finale and saw Jon Snow kill Daenerys. <laughs> <laughs> she died just before. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, because we talked about this in the group chat earlier, so they they yeah. pass on that one Game of Thrones prequel. They just greenlit another. They greenlit another one. They greenlit the Targaryen one. Yeah, they greenlit the Fire and Blood Targaryen series. 
Which is such a more interesting plot line, speaking strictly as a nerd who knows the plot line. Yeah. Like, than like, oh, the, what was the North doing before it was snow? Like, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't really care about that either. So I'm more excited for the Targaryen show now, so. Agreed. Agreed. And the fact that Benioff and Wise are not doing Star Wars. Let's just be, it's all. It's a good day. It's a good yeah. day to be a nerd. Yeah. Um, On that end of the spectrum. <laughs> well there's a lot of star trek news coming out too. oh i know there is so, i'm happy about um, that <laughs> new, the new picard cost uh, uniform yes brent spiner just spoke at celebration mm-hmm. uh george takei ha- had a panel i don't know if they announced like a sulu show or what's going on with him but oh that'd be cool i don't yeah i don't think they will there's a lot going on right now um it's just a good time to be a nerd. It is. There's a new animated series yeah. coming out. Yeah. Is there? Star we're, Trek animated series. We're two Ducks. weeks away from what? Mandalorian. Oh, guys, we are being pandered to. I know. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. In the words of Philip J. Fry, shut up and take my money. <laughs> oh, for I real, though. I fully endorse that. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> how do you guys feel about this potentially getting a sequel? Like if this I'd is in it. the same universe as Super... If it is or isn't is is if it is then yes. Um, if it's not and it's something with like the only way you could do a sequel to this film with it not introducing other people from other movies that he's done and he's building a universe, it would have to be something with like the galactic like enemy of like the race that this kid is or something. It would it would it would get really weird. To continue you, that storyline without any outside help. You uh, just described the plot to Independence Day Resurgence. <laughs> <laughs> so Independence I Day mean, Resurgence, pretty much. Oh, God, please, no. How well, else do you do a sequel bad. to this? <sighs> wasn't it, though? It was just okay. It was just, it was okay. just fine. Um, okay, so one thing I did notice, this is a Sony-produced movie that came out in May. It has the exact same ending as Spider-Man Far From Home that came out in July with the Alex Jones stand-in news reporter. Oh, it does. You're so right. The the YouTube. Yeah, uh, Michael Rooker is pretty much playing J. Jonah Jameson at the end of... Bigfoot, which uh, so woman? <laughs> it makes me wonder if Sony was like, you know, this is kind of similar to our other movie, but we're going to let you have it because you work for Marvel too. So, I, yeah, but I, I just thought that was a funny coincidence. I didn't even like put the two together. That is fun. And it's funny because like this movie comes out and like right around the time that James Gunn's fired from Marvel and then DC signs him up for Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah, that's right. So like James Gunn is just doing everything superhero related wherever he can. Marvel, DC, somewhere in the middle. Like, why not? Yeah, why not? Um, have you guys read anything about the new Suicide Squad that he's doing? No. No. The cast is fantastic. So they're bringing back a few people from Suicide Squad. So they got Margot Robbie. Jai Courtney, oh, good. Jai, Jai Courtney's coming back. Okay. Um, I think they're bringing back Rick Flagg. Um, but then they brought in Idris Elba. <gasps> Pete, Pete Davidson. What? And, and uh, Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi? Yeah, Peter Capaldi's shaved his head and is in this movie. I don't know who he's who, playing. As who? They haven't said. I, There's a lot of people in this movie that I'm like, what? 
like I'm so all about it. I'm Michael all about Michael it. Rooker, Steve Agee. Like there's a lot of people coming in from James Gunn stuff. Too, I think. Oh, Taika Waititi. Um, oh, what? Sean Gunn, I think, is in it. Yeah. Shoot, this might be really good. Yep. I think with this one, Taika Waititi will have been in just as many DC movies as he has been in Marvel movies. Because he was also in. That's interesting. He was in Green Lantern, which I always forget about because it's a Green Lantern. Oh, uh, yeah. I so forgot he was in that. That'd be a good one to twist into evil. Green Lantern? Yeah. So he's Sinestro. Yeah. Okay. I want to yeah. see a Sinestro <laughs> movie. Like that's he the, finds, the he worst. finds that ring instead of Yeah. Green Lantern has the same problem Venom has. Like if you're gonna set up that villain, just give me that villain for the first movie. Like that's the more interesting villain to me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I wanna see him I'm fight there. I wanna see him fight Sinestro in the third act. I don't want to see him fight Parallax <laughs> or I, like Venom. I don't want to see him fight scream or whatever the hell that thing his name was i want to see him fight carnage like that's the movie i want so we'll see all right Mm. is that it for brightburn i think that's it for brightburn yeah okay i'm good all right well tune in tomorrow for a bonus episode uh our halloween special special where we will be talking about halloween episodes of some of our favorite sitcoms including brooklyn 99 frazier and 30 rock so we're we're gonna record that right now so for you have to watch this (laughs) podcast i'm alan i'm ryan and i'm Devin, and we're the bad guys see you tomorrow i like when you get mad i guess i'm pretty glad that you're alone i like when you get